Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brew Crew Podcast. Today is Wednesday, April 5th. Ricky, how are we doing? Good, how are you? We a little two-week break here, I believe. Uh, spring breaks and all that sort, scheduling conflicts. We said we are going to be here weekly, and of course, we failed. Uh, yep. We do that often here. Um, so, But I'm doing good, doing solid, great time of the sports calendar. So, yeah. Um, so I just just quickly, you know, wrapping a bow on on um, on the last episode that I believe we we tackled March Madness at the end. Did you have any of the final four? Did you have UConn? Uh, how did that how did that end up? I mean, I mean, did you not? Do you don't remember what I said? My final four. I don't remember U- what you said. OK, my final four was UConn. Correct. I didn't have him going to the final, though. I had Houston winning it all incorrect. I had Bama, and my other Final Four team was FAU. I swear to God, go back and look oh, at Oh, I it. do remember that because I had FAU, FAU baby. I, I had FAU in the Elite Eight. All right, so we both did I had, well there. I had Miami in the Final Four and FAU in the Elite Eight and got everything so, else dead wrong. Yeah. So I got I cashed in my uh, FAU to the Elite Eight plus 980 ticket, my Kansas State. I had six of the eight Elite Eight teams at one point. I was top seventy nine in the world. My bracket, the the year Virginia won it all. I was like top fifty. There we go. I never had seen myself on that front page until then. That was awesome. Yeah, that's uh, I I, fin- cool I finished. Uh, I think I finished in like the top two hundred. But um, well, yeah, I ended up winning zero pools. I, but yeah, well, disregard disregard. disregard that that's in the past. Uh, it's a great. You know the next next couple weeks, coming months and weeks are are some of the best in the sports mm. calendar. Um, beginning with March Madness, in my own opinion. Yep. However, we are here to talk about the Boston Bruins. Ricky, how are they doing? Bruins are doing good. Still, still can get this record. I know we'll touch into that a little bit. Um, just wanted to shout out UConn too before we got out there. UConn, I like them. Good for them. Uh, and watch out, Hunter Dickinson, the Maryland. But anyways, um, Bruins, yeah. We when was the last game that we talked about? I, I think it was obviously two weeks ago. I think we the last one we left off was Ottawa. That sounds right. We didn't do Ottawa, but yeah, we'll go through it. It's been a couple good weeks, couple a very entertaining games. Played some very good teams. Um, yeah. So I think we can get into it. They're looking good. Still. Yeah, they are. They are. Um. They are continuing their torrid pace as the best team in the NHL, and they currently hold a record of 60, 12, and 5. Next, <laughs> with 125 points. Next closest is the Hurricanes with uh, 50, 18, and 9. That would be 109 points, Ricky. And last time that we spoke right before, and I'm just remembering this because it's right before March Madness, they lost three of four, mm. and um, basically all year we had been talking about this lull and how what what will happen. Are they going to get tired? What's going to happen? They had the lull. It was it was four games, and yeah. then they got they got right back to it. They, they also lost. had one a couple weeks prior where they lost a, three out of five, maybe, and people thought that was the end. So. It was that stretch where they played Carolina the first time on the road, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, well, they got smoked in that one. Yeah. Um, but they have 
absolutely picked up pace and are basically right back where they where we think that they should mm-hmm. be. So since they lost three of four, uh, they beat the Jets three nothing. They beat the Wild five two, and they beat the Sabers seven nothing. That was that was coming off of losing three out of four. Uh, they outscored opponents uh, sixteen to two in, in three games. That that seems pretty good. But <clears throat> excuse me. Um, moving forward, Ricky, uh, how much have you been watching? Uh, how much have you been paying attention this stretch? They they basically have everything wrapped up. There's there's only one thing in question, and that would be the wins record and the points record, which we can get into later. But uh, really, the past the past ten days of hockey have have not been uh, have kind of been meaningless hockey uh, for the Boston yeah. Bruins. Yeah, it's not you know they're not that crazy. Uh, I didn't really watch this that Jets game, that Wild game, that Sabers game, all in Nashville for that great time, great city. Go check it out. Um, then the other that week, Senators. I watched a little bit of that. I was in Fort Lauderdale. Um, this seemed like a a uh, good game. DeBrusque had a nice goal. I remember for that Marshan pass to DeBrusque, and DeBrusque like cut across the goalie, put it in, and then they kind of just shut Ottawa out in the third. Watch y'all game was good. Uh, watch this. So this was again the only time that Watch Y'all comes to play in Boston. Fucking bullshit. But that that's some flair. That was when Marshan tackled. I don't know what the guys who it was was a Pitlick or some shit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Marshy. Love seeing that. DeBrusque was buzzing that game. I watched this game a little bit too. Little Uzi had his first goal. Correct. Yep. I thought you were going to react worse to that. Me calling him that. No. And no, I just like that. That just goes in one ear out the other. That's like the worst <laughs> nickname of all time. And overall, I just wanted to. I brought him up because I want to talk about his play. He's got like three disallowed goals already. I feel like he scored. And they just take it back for for legit reasons, but he's putting them in at least. Uh, he's gonna be a great fit. And now we're hearing uh, Hall's back in a regular uniform. We're going Coil Hall Bertuzzi. I've loved his play from when I've caught glimpses of these games over this hectic couple weeks for me. Um, fits so well with the, the roster. Where's the spoke be well? He's always hustling and he has skill to him as well. So he's kind of like Marshan, obviously, honestly. So I liked him. That Tampa Bay game, too. That is a game I wanted to talk about. I think yep. that Tampa Bay-Carolina stretch out of this recent stretch for us was the most important. Obviously, those are two teams that were – we're going to play one of the two, I believe, in the playoffs. It's so what do you fair, think? That, that Tampa assumption. game was great. Physical. Out the gate. Very, very reminiscent of the 2011 uh, Game 7 uh Eastern Conference Final, the greatest game ever played. That was the greatest game ever played. The one, the the one nothing penaltyless yep. game. So I watched this in the uh, Fort Lauderdale airport. This Tampa Bay game, great game, physical. Um, couple takeaways. Um, Tampa Bay still scares me. If we I, get him, Vasilevsky's the and one for me. It's I, Vasilevsky. That's what I wrote down, and that they, starts with him. They like. When Vasilevsky's on, as good as Olmark's been, and Olmark's going to win the Vesna, um, I, or he should. But when Vasilevsky like flips the switch, uh, it's it's a bit, it's a bit like I mean this this tells you where my brain's at. Uh, as we are in Masters Week, it's a bit like Brooks Kepka and uh, 
2017, 2018, like when he gets to a U.S. Open or, or a PGA, like when when the big event comes, like he just flips a switch and like you're just like you're not beating him. Some like and it seems like the Bruins have even more trouble with that than other teams. And um, you're just like you're not going. You're gonna have to either tip one, or he yeah. like it's gonna have to be like a dirty in front of the net. Yeah, or like it's gonna have to goal. be like a backdoor tap in to beat him because if if he sees it he's stopping it that's that's what it feels like hopefully that's not the case whenever they play them or if they play them whatever but uh yeah but Olmark was up for the test at least for this game oh he totally was he totally was but the question is playoffs Olmark's only had two playoff starts and they were both last year where he was a little shaky in Carolina and then they pulled him the rest of the series uh also the power play is another struggle. <laughs> it's been really bad in the last two weeks since we've been since we've been talking. I know the Tampa Bay game alone, we were one for seven. <laughs> but you know um, it has been good. Just I'm not not to get you off. You know it has been good going seven for seven on the penalty kill. Okay, that's night and day. The penalty kill is like the best penalty kill I've ever seen in the NHL ever. Yeah, like it's the the guys they have for this roster is just perfect for a penalty like. I don't even know if it's the system they play. I think it's just the players they have. They have these two-way players up and down the roster. Bergeron, Marshawn, obviously. Coyle has turned into one of the best penalty killers in the league. Um, the Brusque even uses, just uses his speed to, to move around out there. They all have good sticks. Uh, Orlov's been a good penalty killer. Carlo's one of the best penalty killers defensively. Mac I love Carwell. I think Carlo's so... I'm so in on Carwell. You're back in on Carl. So, like, I think when we made that Stanley Cup run, he was the best defenseman on the team, like, in terms of pure defense. And he was a big reason why we got there. If you remember that play against Columbus, I don't know, game five, maybe? Yeah, game five. Uh, he, like, shut down Panarin and then just, like, passed it up and we scored the game winner with, like, a minute left. Yeah, he's uh, great. I think yeah, he's a big yeah. part of it. Like when he went down against the Islanders a couple of years ago. That's oh, that was I. That was so huge when that happened. Because yeah. especially against that team, and we'll look at this thing now, they could be the possible matchup. So I think Carlo's great. So on the penalty kill is fantastic, but the power play on the other hand, it's just been awful. The I think it's just basically the zone entries. I think they're just trying to get too cute with it, and it's just kind of ruining the flow. They've been taking pasta in and out. They put him on PP two. They're trying a different bunch of different things, but they've started to get a couple more goals as of recently, but it's still not where it was uh, at the beginning of the season. But great game in Tampa. Fantastic. Can, Fantastic. And we go, we get a, I thought was a schedule lost to Carolina the day after. And who wasn't playing? Was it Bergeron? Bergeron. Bergeron, Bergeron was out uh, in the shootout win against. Uh, t- Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, it was. There's one other guy. Was it Lindholm? Lindholm. Yes, correct. Lindholm. And obviously, Hall and Felino weren't there. Still get the win. Statement win. Hadn't won there since the conference finals. That's uh, concerning. Four years ago. So no, it showed you though. We that is concerning. But we got it. It was a great offensive game. I thought this game for playing three games in four days and a travel uh, to Carolina from Boston within a day. I thought. It was great. Uh, we showed a lot of off. We had a, the amount of breakaways we had. I've never seen that. Do you remember that? This game, like how many two on ones? So I was, I was, I was watching it in a restaurant. Uh, uh-huh. It was, it was my, it was my father's birthday. So uh, I wasn't really watching it very intently. Yeah. Uh, it was more of a, it was more of a look up and 
and see what's going on. And then obviously watched OT and the shootout very closely. Yeah. But um, it did seem like a wild game. It definitely did seem like a wild game. Yeah, I think game. we controlled it, the game, for sure. And up Besides that, like, eight-minute stretch at the beginning of the third period where they scored twice. I hate the Hurricanes. Something about me pisses the Hurricanes off. Whenever they score in that building, and it's just like always a ticky-tack goal. I always feel like they score bullshit goals in that building. It just game seven. It was bounced off three guys past Swayman. It was doing that a couple of times this game too. Uh, and then I had two more things about this game. Just shout out Jacob Lauko. He had a fantastic game this game. He was buzzing. Then he got hurt, but now he's back, so we're good there. And Freddie Anderson doesn't scare me, so he was shaky as fuck in this game. That's so I'd rather Vasilevsky uh, rather play Hurricanes based on the fact alone. And they got a lot of injuries now, so Hurricanes aren't the Hurricanes from last year. I think we could take them, but who knows? I uh, Tampa's definitely I think more difficult just based on the goalie. All right, then oh. we got. A, a weird loss in Nashville. Uh, I didn't watch that one. I, I I did. It was so boring. They sucked. Then they. Oh, the- was that the one that McAvoy like gave it away with like five minutes left? Or he something weird happened in that game. No, we were down two nothing. It was one nothing the entire game for them, and they scored an empty netter, and then we score with two seconds left to yeah. make it two one. Disregard. Oh, terrible. Disregard. Then a weird one against Columbus where we didn't – that game was weird. Bertuzzi yeah. scored, and then Pasternak scored a great goal in overtime. But again, I mean, nothing really of note this past week. I'll just check the power play numbers. One for five. Penalty kill, five for five. Against a good Columbus penalty a power play, so not bad. And then this past weekend, the last two games, Pittsburgh and the Blues, you got any – uh, notes on that. I didn't watch the Penguins game. Pittsburgh, I, the- I, I watched uh, very in-depth. I mean, it was kind of a wild, um, I don't know, again, Masters week. I don't know how much you watched, uh, or if any of the uh, Augusta National Women's AM you watched, but that was a fantastic golf tournament. Zero. Uh, it just, I mean, any free Augusta on TV, I'm, I'm taking. Um, but the story of that game Pasta with a hat trick. It was mm-hmm. Bruins. The Bruins would get up by one and then just give it back like seven minutes later. And they kept saying on the broadcast how much like like Pittsburgh's not really a team that chases. They're like if they they get out in front and want to play like defensively the rest of the game. And they're like this isn't the most like they can't they couldn't believe that Pittsburgh kept getting back into the game and eventually. Uh, they, the Bruins kind of, they, they didn't play well. I mean, they had, um, I believe it was seven penalties, which is honestly six, six, six six power plays for the Penguins. I don't know if that was. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of sick, honestly, but six six um, on the penalty kill though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, two for three on the power play. Oh yeah, the power play was good. The power play was good as that well. That Zaka pass, I saw that. That was the point. I watched the first for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. That Zaka, uh, just that effort on that pass to Mac. Oh, the pa- the pass on the goal. Of Zaka's. Was... I love Zaka, man. Too. He's, he's great. He's so good. Um, so poised out there. He reminds me of like a little young Krejci almost. So so just for just for a little um, reference, 
and this is just like this is just kind of ridiculous. The stat that Pasta's putting up. Uh Pasta's expected goals. This is on moneypuck.com. Great website. If you can figure out how to read all the information, it's really good. I haven't been able to do that yet, but but they're they're full of they're full of a wealth of information. Um Pasta's expected goals in this game was 0.8. He's uh, that's just based on all of his chances, and he ended up with three. That last shot was, was just. I have a feeling that that was that was the one that like was supposed was, to be stopped. No, that was supposed to be a, a goal. Oh, I mean, really? That was, that was a missile. Yeah, um, that was a missile. I was just so impressed of how that crazy passed. I didn't even. I don't even know how they know how to do that. And just like be able, not really, he wasn't really facing the net, and he just shoots it and just goes he in, fires it, he rips He's it. Got a lot of talent in the shooting department. I was just one of the. I thought like Matt Tampa game was happening, and he had forty nine goals, and they were trying to give it to him and trying to give it to him, and he couldn't do it. I was like, oh, he might be stuck at forty nine for a while. I think he had like the yips that game a little bit, but then of course he scored a cheap ass goal against Anderson. The next, yep, the next night. So he's got a fifty six now. Correct. Can he get to 60? It'll, it'll be close. We'll see. It'll be close, which brings us to a, a kind of a, a, the next point. Um, hmm. I think an important point. How do we want them to play these last uh, five games? So for reference, let me pull it up. Give me a moment, please. I, I got it in front of me. So... Five games, they're at 125 on points. Three wins gets, if they're three and two, that gets them, that ties the points record and gets them the wins record. If they go four and one, that gets them both records, obviously. Five and oh as well, gets them both records. Does the record mean anything? Does getting the record possibly against Montreal, the last game of the year, mean anything? Do we want to sit, guys? Because Montgomery has changed his tune a little bit, and I think the players have too, mm. where they're realizing, like, man, that this could be like something like special, and and this could be something really cool if if we could do that. So where is the line between wanting to play guys, wanting to rest them? We've obviously had the Bergeron thing, um, and. Where where do you stand on all that, Ricky? Do I care about the record personally? Uh, it'd be cool. I don't care if they get it, though. I really, honestly, don't want them to get it. Because if they don't win the Cup, and you go back and look at the record books, and it says 2022-23, most points in a regular season, most wins in a regular season of all time. And it says Boston Bruins, and then it says 2022-23, Cup winner, avalanche or canes or oilers it's gonna blow it's gonna blow it's gonna sting extra hard so no i don't want the i don't want the record honestly but, but I, at the it's same... gonna just on that point that it's gonna be like they're gonna if they don't win they're gonna blow it out of the way and it's gonna blow yeah but i think it just makes it sting worse if you see it in the record book that they had number one i mean have you you're in the garden a lot you see all those president's trophies they have yeah, <laughs> like, they, uh, thank God they don't put them on individual banners. They have one and just list the years. Yeah, they've won the President's Trophy a shit ton. Oh, they, 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 Ricky, this team literally for 110 years 
has been the best team in the league, and they blow it every year. Most Stanley Cup losses about any franchise. How many how many Presidents Cups do they have? Well, they didn't start the Presidents Trophy until like recently ish. I think they had they had it in ninety. They had it in oh nine. They had it in fourteen. 20 and now 23. There could be another one in there, but I know those I mean, for and sure. they also they they won the the uh Wales conference or whatever it is, Eastern Conference winner, yeah, yeah, whatever it was at the time. Um, most Stanley Cup losses out of any team, it's them. So they have combined pre trophy. And trophy era best records. They have 15. Oh, that's not that many. Canadians have 21. Red Wings have 18. They're third all time. But so do you want the record then? Is that what you're saying? If you think it's going to sting either way if they don't win this year? Because obviously it's like the last dance. We kind of got away from that because we realized how good this team is. But it's, it is the last dance. It is. It still is. Let's not get that. Let's look at that twisted. This is a huge spring coming up in less than two weeks. I I think in kind of a way of of like exercising the demons. Like like I just I want him to get everything. I want him to chase everything down and be like, look, this is what this team has literally since like nineteen twenty three or whenever the team was, you know, nineteen eighteen. I think something. Whenever the team was, this is what we, all we have done is go really far and blow it. Like, that is what this Especially team, this iteration of the team, Bergeron. Yeah. That is, I mean, we've done So this it. is a, you they, want this to be like a final big double bird. They did you. it in the 80s. They, they did it in the 50s to the Canadians. They obviously caught, they picked two off in the 70s, but like. The 90s, 80s and 90s with Neely and Bork, like they, this is what they did every year. They were, they were unbeatable, 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 and they would lose. Yeah. And it, like there has to be some sort of ending. Like there has to be some sort of ending to this that, that I don't know if it's poetic justice or something that like it just has to end in a way that, that provides closure to this era of Bruins hockey. Mm. All right. So you want it. I, I like want that. It. I like that. Um do you think they're gonna get it? I it would be how on brand would it be to lose to the Canadians the last the last game <laughs> to not to not get it. Um I think they're beating Toronto tomorrow, not to like preview it. I think dude, I think they can win all five of these games. Like how could you not say that at this point? Oh totally. Um, maybe one of them they'll lose, like a random fluke one. I think there's it's four and one at least. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I. That's gonna a, get you the record. I don't know if I need them playing. Like I don't know if I need the. Well, full can they roster. go? They can go three zero oh, and two and get the points and the wins as well, right? Yeah. Okay. That would get them it. So three um, wins and eight points. Three wins. Three win. They need three wins regardless. That would mm. be the wins. So do you want both? Like, which one do you want more, the wins or the? I think, I mean, it's a it's an interesting question because the Canadians, they played eighty games and they didn't yeah. have overtime, so it's a little bit, which is kind yeah. of like, like, look, if if they get it, they, they were sixty. Um, what was it? Someone 
So they had 20. Like, like, they had 12 ties, 68 and 12, I believe. Okay. So, but if, so if the Bruins go three and O and they're at 80 games, that would tie them. No, because no, they'd they, be, they'd be one short. They'd be on 131. Well, I'm saying for the, for the, uh, I thought you said to tie the Canadians technically. Could they get there in 80 games, 60 wins? Not really, because Canadians never had a chance to win in overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the win in regulation. They had 60 regulation wins. Yeah. And then 12 ties. Crazy. They had nine Hall of Famers on that team. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, the wins kind of seems more, um, Gettable. Like hist- yeah, historically significant. and Yeah, like, I agree. The points is kind com- of new. You can compare yourself to uh, the 96, 97 Red Wings and that Lightning team. Um, so it's it's an interesting question. Uh, I think I'd rather get the wins just because, like, you know, you, there not that there will be an asterisk next to the points, but there will be – Kind of like, oh, well, these guys did it in less games. And, of course, it's the Canadians. Um, so my uh, next thing that I wanted to cover is, and you kind of like, I, I don't know what your reaction was um, when I when I sent this in the text, but I, is, is Patrice Bergeron hurt? I don't think so. I think they're just doing the thing that we want them to do. Could be. But Which the is- the reason why I'm mentioning this, and I want to pull up the quote. Okay. Well, while you pull it up, I was just going to say my side. Of it. In the, so they played Thursday at home. Uh, they had a little two-game homestand this week. And they were going to Pittsburgh and St. Louis randomly on a weekend and then coming right back to Boston for their next game. So they are just like, I don't know, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, we can beat both those teams without Bergeron. And Krejci set out the Sunday one too, right? Yes. Yeah, both. Yeah. So, okay. so oh. here's here's Sounds what I'll good. say. Uh, he obviously had the cross check thing where he needed like six stitches or whatever it was, yeah. <clears throat> and so this was on April first. So this was heading Saturday. into the week, heading into the weekend before um, Pittsburgh. both Pittsburgh and St. Louis. Bergeron's out, head coach Jim Montgomery told reporters prior to Saturday's puck drop against the Penguins, resting nagging injuries. Here that obviously that cross check to the ear, but he's been dealing with some upper body and lower body issues that we'd mm-hmm. like him to get some rest on before the playoffs. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I think everyone's hurt <laughs> at well, this point. Everyone's mm-hmm. like basically Lindholm has a nagging foot. Marshan doesn't really look like he's had that quote a little bit ago where he was like, I wish I was more farther along with my hips. I think so he, he probably, basically forced himself to play, which hopefully doesn't come back and yeah cause some issues. Uh, yeah, so they lose in the playoffs. You know, the line of excuses are already lined up. But, yeah, they're probably banged up. I'm sure every team has banged up injuries. Bergeron, just – I did. he, in the last couple of years of the playoffs, kind of disappears a little bit. He doesn't, like, do what he wants to do. Even when they went to that cup run a couple of years ago – Krejci turns into the guy. In the yeah, Trey Krejci. Yeah, so watch Krejci. I'm not I'm worried about Krejci, um, even though he's looked slow in the back half of the season. He's fine. But it doesn't matter. They keep winning as a unit. Like, I, 
I want to see what the playoffs look like, but they're so damn good. Yeah, they could have these little ticky-tack injuries. They could play through it. They've been doing it their whole lives. Bertrand played through a punctured lung um, 10 years oh, ago. Oh, and I, that's, I don't want things to get like confused. I, I don't say, I'm not saying he's going to be out for the playoffs. I'm not saying he's going to miss games. It's just the way he answered the question is a little like, oh, really? Like, yeah, it's a little revealing. But yeah, exactly. You'd think he would just be like, no, he's resting. Like maintenance day. He's 38 years old. He needs some rest. But mm-hmm. the way he answered, he's like, no, he's he's hurt or he's got something. Um, which is just an interesting little little tidbit. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see that. Interesting. But uh speaking on the injury front, looks like Halsey's back today at practice in a regular uniform. Yep. Uh so he is out of the non-contact jersey practice jersey and he was practicing uh right back on the third line with coil i believe yep and so the question now is how do they work it uh with the salary cap and Mm -hmm. ken hall do they want hall to to get a couple um games under his belt before playoffs or do they just roll them straight into playoffs because if they the way that it works right now is they can put Felino, they can flip Felino onto LTIR and then Hall can get off and they can they'll be like they'd be like oh, five hundred thousand bucks over the cap or under the cap, just under what they need. And that would get the that would get Hall some games, but obviously Felino would be out. Hmm. So it's an interesting little and but everybody will be fine for the playoffs because the cap goes up. Because that makes no sense. No, a cap just disappears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which obviously makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not a concern of guys actually playing in the playoffs, but how they want guys to ramp up uh, is the question. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's going to play a game or two at least. Not to I would say expect him play to. against Thursday. Big. Uh, I don't want to call Thursday a big game, but out of the games that are left in terms of opponent spot, probably the biggest out of the five. Would you say T- Toronto coming in? Yeah, you know, potential second round matchup. Uh, so we'll see if he gets in tomorrow. But I'm sh- I think he will get into, and I want him to. I don't want him to just chuck him in the game one. And it just shows that you know Frederick's getting bumped down. It's going to be a uh, Hall Coil and Bertuzzi, and, I, and that could be a really good third line for you. They probably will put them in more of like you could put them against the first line and they could defend and they could probably score goals, possess. So I love the matchup game in playoffs. We'll obviously get into that when we get into the preview episode of where we're playing. I think that third line could be utilized so well. So I want them to get some games together before uh, playoffs. I'm happy to have him back. We were worried for a little bit, but I think that it might be an going, ACL. Yeah, as it kept going, it seemed like he was going to be back. And hopefully now we got Fliggy. I want Fliggy in some playoff games as well because he had such a good season. Um, I would feel bad if he never got into any. So good for good for the boys that Halsey's back. He's going to be a dad too. I saw that. So congratulations to him. And uh, yeah. All right. Uh, anything else on the Boston Bruins, Rick? I got some. I got some quick hitters and one that I think you're going to be very interested in. For after the Bruins. Yeah. No. Not okay, just really one either. quick thing. We can do a minute on it here. Uh, playoff matchup as of right now. There's a huge race at the bottom of the East. Um, it's uh, 
Pitt, Pittsburgh's in it. Let me just pull up the exact standings here. Um, as of right now, we would be playing the eight-seeded Islanders. They have 87 points, and so does Florida, who is the seven-seed, 87 points. Pittsburgh is one point behind them with 86. Buffalo has two games in hand on all three of those teams, and they have 81. So I'm kind of going to eliminate them. I don't yeah, think I think Buffalo's done. out. Buffalo's out. Yeah. Future. Future. Team to think about in the future, think for sure. Yeah, their season ended last night, I believe, when they lost uh, to Florida. Devin Levi, shout out to him. Yeah, he'll be good, though. Yeah. Um, so out of those three, they're all very possible. Those are the three official that I think <laughs> in. It's going to be one of those three. I don't want the Islanders. Uh, that's that's the same thing with me. Uh, there's something about the weird things about the Islanders. Um, they just got beat up. I know that they obviously don't have trots anymore, but um, they just they got their heads beat in in that series, uh, 2021. Correct. The Bruins. Yes, the Bruins. Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. 2021. Uh and they just – they never looked comfortable, especially in Long Island. They really just looked totally, totally out of it and uncomfortable. Um, and I just – I would avoid that. And, I mean, Crosby and Malkin are kind of, you know, they have some weight behind them, some some fear factor behind them, but, like – I just don't think their goaltending, their forward depth, and just their overall back end is enough to beat us. Yeah, I, I'm not. I the Crosby thing. Yeah, I think you make a series, but they haven't won a first round series in. It's been like five or six years. Uh, I think six. Well, they must be the Flyers. Maybe uh, they don't. I think we should beat them. Florida, Bobrovsky in the playoffs is ticky tack. Their defense core is ass. I think Ekblad's been out for the whole season, and the forward core. They got a couple guys. I think it's the Islanders you got to be scared of. Just because yeah. of their structure and their goaltending. Sorokin is a new man ever since we played him a few years ago. He is a Vezina number two behind Olmark. So. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I just wanted to quickly mention this, that I went to the um, Manchester Regional of the Oh, uh, nice. I used to do that every year or whatever it was. Yeah. There's always one. There's always a Providence, Worcester, Manchester. Worcester. Yeah. Uh, things of that nature. Um, and I went to the final. So BU Cornell saw your Terriers. And I, I, uh, I haven't won in the national championship. My bracket. Let's go. It's I'm, I'm rooting for, I would, I would really, really love BU Michigan. I think that that would just be incredible. Uh, I mean, BU Minnesota's sick. It's it's straight out of oh, straight out of miracle. Bunch mm-hmm. of kids from Boston, bunch of kids from Minnesota don't like each other. So, um, and I it's like great, I, it's a great I mean, Frozen Four. It, it's a great Frozen Four. Uh, Quinnipiac. I mean, Rod Brindamore's son, uh, mm-hmm. Quinnipiac. That that's kind of unlikable, but I mean, all these teams. Um, I'm kind of oddly uh, rooting for BU just for BU Michigan because I think I think that would be so great, and I'm you know. You kind of can't root Minnesota. Even Michigan, Minnesota, Michigan would be great too. I think it would. It would, but Minnesota. Anything with Michigan in it is going to be good. Minnesota is just like Alabama, and you're just like, all right, come on, like. I give think someone it was in a while though. Give someone else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I uh, they want to they want it recently. Yeah, there's some good talent on the ice this weekend. Um, Antilly, 
uh, the, the Hughes brother, the Hughes brother, Boken Cooley. Um, BU's got Lane Hudson. Good Jay, talent. Jay O'Brien. Um, bust. Such a bust. The fact that he was the 19th overall pick is such a joke. Yeah. Uh, but disregard. And then, uh, so coming in, we got two minutes left. Rick, what are you, what are you thinking for the Bastards? It's, uh, it's that it's it. that one it's that one week in April. It's that one week in April. It's gonna be great. Easter, oh, I love when it falls on Easter too. Yeah, oh, it's great. It's great stuff. Um I kind of just did a couple shots of the dark here uh for my picks. I got winners. I got I said I was gonna do it last year after I saw him play. Salatoris. He's hurt. He's hurt. Is he not playing? No, he's playing, but he's hurt. Oh, he's he's playing. And he's, adju- and he's adjusting his putter stroke, which is oh concerning. oh god. Boy, or his putting, his putting, his putting grip. Well, yeah, I mean his putting's really bad, anyways. But it can't be any worse. He that's is on thirty seven hundred. That's good value. So, and I also got Cam Smith plus twenty four hundred. Whoa! Wow! Guy coming over from the. What's I love that? I love Cam. I miss Cam Liv. so much. I I, I also got I Corey hate. Cutters. I hate okay. Liv, but I, I miss Cam so much. He's mm. I, I love watching him play golf. Yeah. Um, He's had some good rounds at, at Augusta. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, so. he came in second last year. Um, I'll tell you who, who I know I'm going to pick and who, who's going to win, and that's that's Rory McIlroy. It's going to happen. You think it's going to get done? I love he, Rory. He doesn't have a green jacket, right? No, that's what he's missing for the career ga- Grand Slam. Oh, it's a big one, and he finally he finally played well um, last year. Last year on Sunday, and uh, that's so. Some I just got to quick because we got a minute left. So quick, some names to watch. Unless you're you know some top ten, top twenty plays. I got Jason Day, Tom Hoagie, and Keith Mitchell. I haven't bet on any of these yet. These are my DraftKings mm-hmm. uh, pools, but um, you know there will be some sprinkling had uh, with those guys. And uh, other than that, I don't have a ton. We'll all break right. it all down um, next week. Next week. Goodbye, and friends. Start ramping up for the NHL playoffs. Go bees, Rick. Go bees, kid. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period, where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Third period, last game in the playoffs, too. Oh, take me where the hockey players face off down the rink. And the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. 
Now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream. The puck is in, the home team wins the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.